can you put off something right now for a future benefit down the road? While the results that we picture may come later, you actually do get a reward in the moment. The reward that I do it for that keeps me coming back to the gym is the feeling of doneness. The Happy Healthy Human podcast will help you build your happy, healthy life. Your host, Paul Levitin, is a board-licensed health and wellness coach, nutrition coach, personal trainer, and behavior change specialist with over 10 years of experience helping people create positive life change. Each week, he discusses topics that will help you understand yourself, why you do the things you do, and how to take steps to create the life of your dreams. He talks with experts from therapists to addictions counselors, coaches, trainers, CEOs, financial planners, and more. If you've ever wondered how can you become the best, happiest, healthiest version of yourself, you've come to the right place. Here's a thought. Take a bunch of three to six-year-olds from a local preschool, sit them in a room alone, one by one, and torture them with the opportunity of enjoying a sweet, sweet treat, but telling them that they shouldn't have it. Sound crazy? Well, that's pretty much exactly the premise of the now famous marshmallow experiment, which was conducted in 1972 by Stanford psychologist Walter Michel. The test had experimenters present young children with a tempting sweet treat, in some instances, a marshmallow, and then tell them that if they could refrain from eating the marshmallow until they got back, that they would be rewarded with an extra second marshmallow. And the experimenter would then leave the room and secretly observe the children. And a lot has been said about this experiment in the years since, because after the experiment, Researchers followed the children who participated in the study and their development for decades and found that the kids who were able to wait for the second marshmallow ended up in better schools, with better jobs, with less instances of criminality, and they were healthier, they had better BMI, less chronic illness. Pretty much across the board, they ended up more more successful and all around in better places in life. And because of this, the marshmallow test has become a standard in explaining what researchers were really looking for in that experiment, the ability to delay gratification. Could a kid say no to a marshmallow in front of them right now for the potential of having two marshmallows 15 minutes from now? Can you put off something right now for a future benefit down the road? And ever since, that's been the narrative. Self-control, the ability to delay gratification, that's the ideal. People who can, quote-unquote, wait for the second marshmallow are the ones who win. And that makes sense. Everything that we want in life does not come instantly but instead comes after a long, arduous process and after a lot of time and effort has passed. doesn't matter what it is. B 
being healthy, cultivating a fit body, building a healthy relationship, building a business, or whatever else. All of these things take time. All of these things take dealing with discomfort and delaying gratification. Eating pizza and watching Netflix feels good in the moment, right now. Turning down the pizza and the Netflix and instead deciding to go to the gym pushes that good feeling off down the road. You no longer get it instantly and instead have the expectation that you will get a good feeling when you lose a few pounds or see some new muscle. Going out on a Friday night for some drinks with friends feels good right there in the moment. Skipping that social event to work on your business, again, pushes that feel-good gratification to some later point down the road. But inherently, we naturally all want the former over the latter. We want now, not later. This is human nature, animal nature. Our brains are built this way. Now will always outweigh later. Especially when, in the instances of making serious life changes like we're talking about, that timeline is not guaranteed. It's not three months or six months, but sometime in the indiscriminate future. And it could be days, weeks, years, or more, and we don't really know. And that's a hard deal to get to wrap our brains around. But when you see an experiment like the marshmallow experiment, you think, well, maybe some people are just built differently. Some of those kids just had self-control. Even from that young age, they were able to abstain and wait for the second marshmallow. And that's the main takeaway people tend to take from that experiment. That those who are better able to control themselves tend to do better in life. And that can seem limiting. Like, those kids who had self-control were destined for greatness, but what about the ones who weren't? Are they doomed to a lesser life? Unfortunately, we've come to understand that self-control and willpower are not set in stone. They're more like muscles that can be trained and improved with time. Everything is a skill. Everything is trainable. And that includes self-control and willpower and your ability to sit with discomfort and do hard things. I'm not sure where I first heard this or honestly if it's even true, but I like the story. And yoga, as the story goes, was created by the monks, the ancient monks back in the day, for the specific reason of making themselves more uncomfortable. Because monks have to sit and meditate for hours every day, sometimes days at a time. And when they're meditating, they're seeking to clear their mind and to find stillness in the body. So when meditating, discomfort, just like lifting a weight in the gym, is simply a resistance to overcome and thus make the meditator stronger. So yoga and its various shapes and poses and forms was created by the monks who had mastered meditating in a normal seated position as a way to put their bodies into uncomfortable positions that they would then have to learn to meditate through. 
And that's why I always kind of chuckle when people come out of a yoga class, a lot of times maybe for the first time, complaining about how hard it was, as if that's not literally the entire point. Breathe. Twist yourself up into a sun salutation or a supta varasana, and then breathe again. Calm your heart rate down. Calm your mind down. That's the challenge. Find stillness in the uncomfortable position. And for that challenge, should you be able to complete it, at the end of a long, hot, sweaty yoga class, you receive, well, actually not much. Maybe some improved flexibility, maybe a little bit more core strength, balance, but I mean, that only really comes after repeated efforts, at least a couple of weeks of practice, ideally months. That's delayed gratification. Do the hard work now, and maybe sometime down the road, you get balance, strength, something else. But what do you get in that actual moment? Really not much. You might get feelings of, this sucks. I hate this. Why am I here? I mean, trust me, I know. And it's not unique to yoga. In the gym, during a heavy lifting session, if you had me mic'd up, you would literally hear me say, fuck this shit, or I hate this, or god damn it, at least 20 times per workout. And yet, I return. Day after day, week after week, year after year. For what? I mean, yeah, we all know that we want that rockin' gym bod. But, you know, as I said, with the balance and the core strength from yoga, the strength in the gym, the improved physique, that all comes later. The muscles you get from working out, the weight loss, they come months or even years down the road. So the question is, what do I get out of it today? While the results that we picture may come later, you actually do get a reward in the moment. The reward that I do it for that keeps me coming back to the gym is the feeling of doneness. The feeling of it's done. Might not sound like much, but in reality, it is one of the best feelings known to humankind. You know, again, it might not sound like much when I say, the feeling of being done with something. It's like, okay, what even is that? But if you just think about it for a second, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's the feeling after a hard workout. That feeling of hitting save on a big term paper for the last time. The feeling of finally signing the deal after months of negotiations. The feeling of relief that comes with all of those things. It's one of the top feelings that you can experience as a human, for sure. It's up there with puppy snuggles or waking up in the middle of the night and looking at your alarm clock and realizing you still have several hours to sleep. It just feels good. It's that feeling of relief and satisfaction that tells you you did something worth doing. Compare that feeling to when you do something that you know that you probably shouldn't. And I'm using air quotes around the word shouldn't because listeners will know how I feel about that word. But in this instance, it is the right term to use. 
But when you know that you feel bad after doing something, the feeling of physical and mental anguish that you feel when you finish an entire cake instead of just having one slice and putting the rest away, the feeling of dread you get after saying one more episode four times in a row and then realizing you have to be awake for work in two hours. But it feels so good in the moment when you're eating the cake or binging the show or drinking the alcohol, you're not thinking about what you'll feel like after. All you care about is that it feels good right now. And that brings us to a perfectly opposite dichotomy. As we've heard it all before, do what's hard, live an easy life. Do what's easy, live a hard life. It's always something along those lines. Meaning, you know, working out is hard, but it makes life easier when you have the strength and bone density and a higher quality of life in your 60s and 70s and beyond. Cooking dinner after a long day is harder than stopping by McDonald's and hitting the drive through on the way home from work, but it makes life easier when your arteries aren't clogged and you're not having to deal with being pre-diabetic. Yada, 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 you get it. But what I emphasize with my clients is not the trade-off of do something hard now because you get a reward later. I mean, we get that. You know that. And yet, it's often not enough to actually get us to act. Instead, I tell my clients to focus on the immediate payoff of how will I feel once this is done. It's the simplest, most straightforward question that you can ask yourself, and it will guide you to the correct answer in any and all situations. 100% of the time, this works. How will I feel after it's done? How will I feel after? It's really that simple because your mind and your body both know the answer. You know what you need to do always. When I order a Subway sandwich and think, well, maybe I won't eat the whole thing and I'll save half for later, but then I finish the whole sandwich plus a bag of chips plus a chocolate chip cookie I stole from my girlfriend, I don't regret that six months from now because I got fat. I regret it immediately after. I feel bad physically. My stomach, I feel overstuffed. I feel yucky. Mentally, I feel annoyed at myself for doing exactly what I knew to be counter to my goals and just not good for me. But when I eat a salad with grilled salmon and a beautiful homemade vinaigrette, I feel great afterwards. Physically, my body feels nourished. Mentally, I feel like I did something I can be proud of. When I come home from a long day of work and I'm so tired that I could just pass out, I know I want to work out, but I also don't want to because the couch is so comfy and my show last night ended on a cliffhanger. But I can simply think, how will I feel when this is done? If I sit here for two hours and watch two more shows before bed, at best, I'll feel like a bum. At worst, I'll feel crappy and beat myself up because I know I didn't do what I set out to do. Yes, getting up off the couch is hard. The couch literally feels like it has its own gravitational pull sucking me in. Saying no to that next episode of my show is heartbreaking. I mean, what am I supposed to do? Wait a couple days? It sounds horrible. However, if I can pull myself to do it, I am immediately rewarded with the sweet satisfaction that comes at the end of the workout. Again, it's not about the muscles that I get six months from now or what I'm going to look like on the beach this summer. That's great. 
but it's the feeling of, fuck yes, I am not a piece of shit. Right now, today, I did something challenging and I feel good physically in my body and mentally. And there's a lot to be said for that. Knowing that I did something hard, not because I had to, but because I chose to. And not only that I did something hard, I did something that makes me feel good. Because even though in that moment when I was sitting on the couch, I thought that sitting and watching Netflix and snacking was what I wanted and what would feel good, I can see with the power of hindsight after I got up off the couch and did a workout instead that I'm glad I chose to get up and move, that I feel much better in my body after a workout than I do after sitting on the couch and eating an entire pint of Ben and Jerry's. The same two hours later, but instead of spending two hours watching two episodes, I spent 15 minutes driving in each direction to the gym, working out for an hour, and having a 30-minute cool down and a smoothie from the gym smoothie bar. Same two-hour time frame, but how will I feel after? Again, I'm not saying anything new or revolutionary here, but it bears repeating. All you have to do is think about how something will make you feel Not right now as you're doing it, but literally 5, 10, 30 minutes after you're done. And again, there is no area that this does not apply. Keeping my head down in that meeting feels like the right thing right now because I'm not embarrassing myself. But as soon as I walk out, I'll be kicking myself for not speaking up. That means I have to say something. Avoiding talking to my girlfriend about the little thing that she said that annoyed me earlier in the day saves me from the stress of an argument in the moment. But as I lay down in bed, I'm going to fester and the anger will ruminate with me and I'll be up all night. So obviously it's better for me to get it out in the open right now. I can eat crappy food that tastes good now and I'm not going to feel crappy five, five years from now, but I'll actually feel crappy five minutes from now. So when you look at it that way, you can start to see this is not about delaying gratification. It's actually rushing it. That's the thing. You don't have to wait for the results to come in months later when you exercise. You don't have to wait for yourself to get rich to feel good about saving and investing. The benefit becomes when you do the thing, right after, when you're rewarded with the dopamine rush of being able to say, I did it. We've all had the Sunday scaries after a weekend of putting off all of the things that we needed to do and then being smacked in the face with the reality and the realization that, oh no, Monday is one sleep away and I haven't done anything on this weekend's to-do list. So this becomes the opposite of the way we've been thinking about it. Skipping boozy brunch with your girlfriends so that you can do chores around the house and hit the gym on a Saturday isn't delaying gratification or sacrificing. Considering that you're saving yourself from the hungover shambles that you're going to be feeling like all day Sunday and the depressive thoughts of, oh my gosh, I have so much to do, Monday's coming so fast, and the shame spiral of guilt you're going to find yourself in, you're actually giving yourself a gift. And that's the reframe that I've used for myself and with so many of my clients that I want you to take forward from this episode. And I know that, you know, mental reframes can seem cliche. It's the whole, you don't have to, you get to. 
but it's still true. Cliches are cliches for a reason. How will I feel when this is done is the filter through which you can pass all of your decisions. Say you're going out to a big fancy dinner with your friends or a partner and you plan to eat and drink and be merry. So you ask, how will I feel once this is done? If I completely let go, indulge and just say, fuck it. And if the answer is, I'll have a ton of fun and I'll be happy that I did it, then that's great. Now you can enjoy the meal unencumbered. You don't have to think of it as a cheat meal. It's not a binge or an off day. It's just a good meal. However, if you have that thought, how will I feel once this is done? And you think, well, you know, the last time I went out and just ate everything and drank everything, I felt uncomfortably full after. And I didn't even really remember the event because I had a few too many drinks and I felt like crap the next day. Well, maybe, just maybe, the decision of what to do has been made for you. And similarly, if you're thinking about skipping a workout and you think, how will this make me feel after? Maybe you think, hmm, you know, if I sit and scroll for an hour instead of working out, I'm going to feel like a real worthless piece of shit. Then maybe you want to get up and go. But if you think an hour from now, if I don't work out, I'll feel rested and ready for bed and I'll have enjoyed an hour of quality time with my partner, then skipping the workout sounds like just what the doctor ordered. So you can see here that this starts to get us out of the black and white thinking of good or bad or right or wrong. It's not about what quote unquote should be. It's simply about the reality of what the immediate consequences of your actions will be. And I know I hate when my actions have consequences. It's the worst, except that it doesn't have to be because we often tend to think about consequences of our actions being negative. But the thing is, all actions have consequences. Positive actions have positive consequences. The payoff of delayed gratification is great however many weeks from now, but the thought of how will I feel when it's done is something that can remind you why you're doing it now, not later. So whenever you're faced with a decision, pause and ask yourself, how will I feel five minutes after this is done? If you're honest with yourself, and you're okay with the answer, that means you're doing the right thing. And there, there's no right or wrong answer. You'll always be free to do what you choose. The important part is that you're giving yourself the benefit of thinking about how your actions will affect you. And the key distinction is here again, that we all already inherently know what's good for us. We know that if we do what's good for us now, it will pay off in the future. But who has time for that? Because clearly, if that were enough, you'd already be doing it. Everyone knows that eating healthy and exercising pays off down the road. Everyone knows that investing pays off down the road. But we still don't do it. So the question of how will I feel immediately when this is done helps you focus on the immediate benefit, the feeling you get from taking action and the dual benefit of avoiding the negative consequences that would come immediately after taking a negative action that is counter to your goals. So my action step for you this week is to write this down. Wherever you find yourself stuck, take a sticky note and put it right there. How will I feel once I'm done? Put it on your fridge, on your TV, on the background of your phone so you see it when you're going into a scroll hole. Remind yourself 
so you can catch yourself and hopefully start to make some decisions that will make you feel better not five years from now, but five minutes from now. That's all for this week. Be sure to subscribe and follow the show so you don't miss a beat. Support the show by sending this episode to a friend or leaving a rating and review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. Stay happy, stay healthy.